At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network at Scott's On Air on Twitter. And joining me in studio, a very special guest, he is Las Vegas Chris. Chris, it's been a long time coming. I'm so glad you came in studio. It's a pleasure to meet you in person, finally. Thank you so much for being here. I thank you. Uh, You have a big reputation, and I want to just dive into everything about you here. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we well, don't believe in anything you've heard. It's all nonsense. No, but t- t- just for a little background, uh, how long have you been uh, at the sports betting game in terms of just being, you know, doing it professionally and whatnot? You know, and I believe that everybody goes through these cycles, so to speak. I've been in this. I moved to Las Vegas about 2006, and I probably didn't know what the hell was going on at that time. I was playing a little bit of poker. Uh, a little bit of sports betting, and I ran into the right people. And that's what you have to do in sports betting is you have to run into the right people that are going to give you those steps up the ladder. And I had been betting since I was 18 years old, Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand what some of these people I ran into were actually doing. It, like, hurt my brain. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I'm not joking. It actually hurt my brain to understand how you arbitrage and how you don't just bet straight bets and how you look for value. And it took a while for me to realize that you can do something different than what you have been used to just betting square bets. Seriously, it took like six months for me to reconcile, well, how do I sell back numbers? How do I automatically take free points? How do I automatically put myself in automatic win positions instead of risking liability every time I bet? Mm-hmm. It's a change. It, it, it has to. It, it triggers a different brain thought, a different chemistry, so to speak, yeah. for you to be able to pivot, so to speak, to do that. And I was fortunate enough to meet the right people, and. Uh, I, you know, ever since then, I, that, that's where I was. I was middling, scalping, chasing numbers. And as that decreased, I realized that I had to pivot again, and I had to learn how to originate. I needed to learn how to do things differently. I couldn't rely on, you know, back in, you know, 10, 15 years ago, anybody could have made money. 
middling and scalping. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you didn't have to be a smart guy to do that. Anybody could have done that. But nowadays, it's much more difficult. You have to be able to originate. You have to be uh, a little bit. You just have to work harder nowadays, and uh, that's where I am today. I, you know, I, I, you have to constantly evolve. Sure. You, anytime you think you have the best of it, mm-hmm. and you're going to sit there and rest on your laurels, <laughs> good luck with that. Let's yeah. see how long that lasts. I, I, I love that because I'm always trying to learn more, and I'm trying to learn from people like yourself, like people that are have been doing this a long time and that I trust and consider better than me. In fact, you know, one respected better here in town recently said to me, and it kind of kind of stuck with me and made me kind of reevaluate some things. He said, your handicaps are great. You don't know how to bet. And, yeah. I, and I said, okay, so what do you mean I don't know how to bet? And we sat down and we talked and we're, we're continuing the conversation because, you know, you can handicap a game, you can be on the right side, and you're still a loser long term. It's just you have to be smart and know the right ways to bet. And a lot of it comes from line shopping. A lot of it comes from just hitting numbers at the right times and being ahead of the markets. And if you can constantly, if you can consistently do that, you're going to be a successful better. Let me tell you something. The easiest part of betting is the handicap. Mm. Okay? And if you don't understand that or if you think that's a joke, I'm sorry. The easiest part is figuring out what you want to bet. Yep. You have to know how to read a market. You have to know when to bet it. You have to know. You have to monitor the market. It, it, it's so. It, it's a long-term process. Just having the game itself—that's the easy part. Yeah. When are you going to bet it? <laughs> so it, people sometimes like to, uh, you know, knock the term closing line value, especially on a loss, right? And it's happened to all of us, and, and we can make jokes about it, right? You see it all over gambling Twitter. We talk about it on this show, right? We shine up our CLV trophy and we'll hang it on the mantle when we lose a game. But explain just how important it is to beat the closing line. It depends on the market mm-hmm. uh, entirely because in some markets it's meaningless and in some markets it's important. But the people that claim that CLV is all that important are usually part of a group that is automatically going to get part of that CLV. Because they're moving the lines. Right. Yeah. So that's what the laughability on that is. Now, don't get me wrong. CLV is important Mm -hmm. in in a lot of cases. So I'm not poo-pooing on that. But it's distorted and manipulated to the benefit of people that want to talk about it. Sure. So to speak. And in certain sports, you've got so much give and take, like baseball, for example. Okay, good luck. Show me somebody with their CLV and what it does for them. Yeah, I had it the other uh, last week. I, I mean, I joked about my loss because I took the Marlins at, my, at uh, uh, plus one thirty-seven. They won off at plus one ten. Still lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and trust me, I'm on every one of those Marlin games with you. So, but you know what? If you're an originator, you don't care. Mm-hmm. Like for my NFL. I honestly could give a crap. And then I know, you know, everybody can scoff at me all you want. The NFL is the most efficient market there is, next to maybe premier soccer. Mm -hmm. But I don't care what the closing line is. I just want to know where the line is going. I've documented how when 
CLV moves against me, my actual win percentage is better. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I hit at 64% over the last seven years when the line actually moves against me in the NFL. I have a great NFL system, and I don't care what the market does. I just want to know where the market's going to move. And so are you betting, you want to bet your number? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, nobody can get me off an NFL game. Mm-hmm. I, I trust my NFL 100%. Yeah, so let's say you, you, make, the, you make the game three, three and a half. You're looking around to see when you, where you can get your number. I just want to know who's going to move the number, when they're going to move the mm-hmm. number, or where the number is going to go. That's the, okay. It's all about market reading. For NFL, I, I am like a, I, I'm looking at this board day and night, and every single movement I'm aware of. I have alerts that tell me when something moves, and that's what's important to me. And I had a string of 65 games that I could count where the line never became better than a number that I bet last year in the mm. NFL. I'd like to see anybody else do that. Yeah. 65 games in a row? Wild. <laughs> Not going to happen. When did you start playing contests? Contests I started playing around uh, 2010, 2011, I think. I've had some good luck there. Yeah, you know, you've done well. Uh, do you do, are you a multi-entry guy? It depends on the contest. But certain contests, you, you have to do the maximum entries. Certain contests, maybe you don't. What, is that like Survivor you'd want to do the maximum entries? or? Well, I'm not a Survivor fan, and, okay. and I hate to uh, – I really dislike the Survivor concept because you can play A-plus ball for, six, for 13 weeks mm-hmm. and set yourself up in a position where – You've got this 17-point favorite, and it loses. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That throws in the lottery aspect. Mm-hmm. What I really think is much better is a point spread survivor because you mm. know all the teams are in play every week. Mm-hmm. Okay? In survivor, there's only a couple of teams in play every week. Yeah, because it's a lot of also forward planning as well. Right. You, die, you leave teams Excuse aside. my language. It, you have every single team in play every week if you have a survivor that involves the point spread. And it's much harder, and the variance is much less. And it's much more skilled. Yeah, so it's like basically just you have to cover every week. You just have yeah. to cover. That's it. Yeah. A lot of picking one game, a little pressure. <laughs> but you, you, you're yeah. never going to be in that position exactly. where you have a 17-point yeah. favorite that loses outright. And you're never in a position where your best, my, my best play is the Rams, but I can't do the Rams this week because i got to save them for five weeks from now in a position that I might never get into because I could be eliminated next Exactly. Week. Why, why put the players in a position to, to do this thought, mm. to put themselves in a position of randomness and variance that is – Absolutely ridiculous. So you do so you do the, the regular pick'em contest, the, the super contest, you do the contest here at Circa as well. Um, and, and you like to have multiple entries in those spread contests. Well, I've done the last man standings at stations, which is only twenty five bucks. And we've won that twice. Uh, and I think one was for fifty thousand, another one for seventy five thousand. Hey, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Absolutely, and it, and and all of it, and it's very simple, very simple. 
All right, I want you to explain that to me uh, coming up next. Plus, we're going to get into uh, some of the things in the NFL that you've been looking at. Uh, I want to talk about um, some food here in town as well. Food? Because okay. I, I need some help, all right? <laughs> I need some help. I, I've only been out here since September, so I need some help, okay? Uh, he's Las Vegas, Chris. Uh, we're going to have plenty of more to discuss with him, including uh, I'll ask about the first NFL bet that I've made for the upcoming season. We'll see if we get the Las Vegas Chris stamp of approval. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Las Vegas Chris, you're on Twitter at? Yeah, an H. That's pretty, that's pretty simple. Yep. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Mayomi Dare to Play Unrivaled Golf Series. Enter five contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi, flavor forward. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Back here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg joined in studio by Las Vegas Chris. And we're talking about uh, just your process, some of the things that you look for, originating the lines as a, and watching the way that the market moves. Um, market awareness. Explain this to me. And, and, and for our audience, why it is so important to be aware of the market i have been in contact with people because i i can't do every sport mm-hmm. okay and i, no, I, I, no, I no, no one really can well yeah. some people claim yeah. they can do every sport yeah. and they're liars okay mm-hmm. you have to be able to form relationships with people and that's one of the most important imperative things about this industry is reaching out making connections creating relationships and I've run into some very talented people in this industry, and they can win. And it fascinates me that they have literally no market awareness. So they win despite not understanding what's going on in the market, which would really improve their results if they're able to read the market and where it's going and when to bet properly. Because it, it can only cost them games. And 
you know, over the course of the season, if you lose one or two games, that affects your win-loss significantly, believe it or not. And it's imperative to understand the market and why it's moving, when it's going to move, and just kind of have a read on it. And if it's moving against you, you can reconsider, well, wait a minute, what am I missing here? What do I need to investigate more? Mm. Or it's starting to move in my direction. I've got to, I've got to make my play now. Yeah. I've got to release this, you know? So, so, so for you, there's no, there's no, um, it's not like a timing thing is like, you'll place your bet whenever the market is positive for you. Right. Like you, you don't care. You'll place a line for next some. You'll place an NFL bet for week three. Now, if the number's good, am I understanding that or no, you're, you're right. But, you know, you look at it at a daily basis. If you look at people that sell picks or sharing picks, they want to release their plays at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether they're winners or losers, it doesn't matter. You can't do that. You you have to be able to do it when the market tells you it's okay to do it. Mm. Like for me, I know what I'm going to bet first thing in the morning, whether it be an NFL game or a same-day MLB game, I may bet it that morning or that instant, mm-hmm. or I may have to sit on that until game day. Or, or as close to the game time starts. Yeah. yeah. So I have no problem. It's frustrating as hell because I usually have one or two NFL games that I know for a fact I have to sit there and babysit all week long, and I, it's going to come down to Sunday, and finally mm-hmm. I get to bet it. But I have to monitor it to make sure it doesn't move against me. And and I hate those types of games. But, hey, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Like, for, for me, because uh, I'm, I'm a big baseball handicapper. I play a lot of baseball. Um, it's my number one sport that I do. And uh, the, market's in, the market is important for me when it comes to totals. Especially, I'm a big first five better. And, uh, for instance, today, my, my, the play of the day I handed out was the uh, first five total over four and a half Yankees and Blue Jays. And looking at this line and looking at the juice, I knew at some point this might get to five. And so I bet it at four and a half. I gave it out at four and a half. I laid minus 115 on the four and a half. Most books kept it at four and a half, but I did see one book move it to five. And so I'm like... I'm clearly on the right side here because this is where this line was moving. Well, no sweat whatsoever. It was, what, six to three, I think, after the first five innings. So uh, I look at the markets important to me when it comes to totals. I'm not so big on, like, you know, yeah, I'd like to get closing line value, but a money line play, whether it's minus 125 or minus 130, to me that's not – that I don't really – Go, I don't really do that. I don't really care about that. Well, it is important, but sure. it's important to understand. But to I'm, not, to, I'm not going to get moved off of a bet because I see that. Right. Yeah. It's the same way I am with NFL. You just want to be able to bet it at the maximum, uh, the, at the best number you can find, mm-hmm. at the optimal number. And you have to be able to look at a screen. And, and quite frankly, I, I don't mean to be insulting, but... There's only a handful of books you have to look at. Sure. And when you see them start to tick, well, you've got to make your move. Mm -hmm. Or you have to question what your selection is. Well, okay, what am I missing here? 
why is this moving against me? And then you dive in a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Or you make a move and say, okay, i got to bet this now. And you've got a, you know, a trough of slower-moving books that you can bet those games with. That's interesting, yeah. I, I, I always have those, uh, those step-back moments when a line is moving against my handicap. And I, I say the exact, what am I missing? What, do I, what, what did I not see here? And that's when I'll usually, for baseball especially, I'll dive deeper into like um, weather. You know, and I'll say, okay, let's, I, I was on the under in this game. Why is this line moving higher? Why are people on the over? And then I see, oh, you know, 17-mile-per-hour winch out to center field. All right, maybe I should rethink my under because there might be some balls that go out of the ballpark or something like that. Well, I, you've got the bullpen consider- considerations. Mm-hmm. You've got the lineup considerations. Yep. Somebody may be sitting out that is not announced that somebody is a lead and somebody on, knows, yeah. Because these books, trust yeah. me. I get these inside tips from bookmakers that I treat well, and they'll say, hey, this is going to be announced in, like, two minutes. Yep. So I'll get a two-minute lead. Hey, Trout's not in the lineup. You know, Angel's line is is moving. Yep. Right. So you have to be aware that, hey, there's moving parts you don't understand and respect it. Mm. All right, let me ask you about the first, the only NFL bet I've made this season. Okay. And, and full disclosure, this bet is not available right now. Okay? I bet the Panthers in week one against the Browns at plus three and a half. My reasoning is there's no way Deshaun Watson's playing. He is absolutely getting suspended. This situation could not be uglier for the NFL, especially when you consider the way that Major League Baseball has handled Trevor Bauer and his one situation which, by the way, he was totally acquitted of. No charges, nothing. Two years, he hasn't played. 24 women now with Deshaun Watson and all these civil cases. If this guy plays week one, it is going to be an enormous backlash on the NFL. It's a PR nightmare. There's, I don't think he's playing at all this season, but let's just talk about week one. I think that it once he's suspended, and it's Jacoby Brissett starting, because I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be the quarterback of the Browns, it's Jacoby. Now, why? Why? Nobody will answer the question, why will Baker not play? I think you don't have this uh, bad relationship where you're taking an ad out in the paper to if, say if goodbye I'm, to the city. If I'm Baker, and, I want to play and do a dynamite job and say F you. Well, don't you want to get traded and then do a dynamite job? It doesn't matter. He's going to get paid the same amount anyway, and he's cheap for Cleveland to hang on Mm. to. They're going to have to absorb his contract, the the majority of his contract, if they trade him anyway. Well, if it's Baker, then I'm then I'm screwed. But (laughs) I'm I'm banking on Baker being moved, maybe even to the Panthers, who are very high on him and they want him badly. Uh, and my handicap is that if Jacoby Brissett's the starting quarterback, I don't care if it's Sam Donald on the other side, the Browns are not going to be three-and-a-half, four-point favorites in that game. You know what? You already have CLV, and I took the plus four myself, mm-hmm. just knowing, and this is where we get back into market reading, okay? There's a lot of stuff I'm going to play just because I know a market's going to move and I'm yep. going to get value. So New England plus three was laughable. There's two and a half everywhere. Hmm. You can sit there, and if you have money, you can just play the plus three minus two and a half, and you're getting positive EV. Okay, it's sitting right out there right now. Yeah. Now, as far as you're concerned with Cleveland, wait a minute. This team is solid. 
yeah. offensively and defensively, and it doesn't matter who they put behind quarterback. They're better than Carolina, okay? If that line drops beyond, beyond, below two and a half, I'm going to be on Cleveland. I don't care who they put in quarterback. You have good closing line value with the three and a half, but Cleveland is a very solid team. There is not the high expectations that they had last year on mm-hmm. them. And Carolina is a, oh boy, they got problems. Especially, they have a lot of problems. Okay. Well, here's hoping they get Baker Mayfield to solve some of that quarterback issues. Hey, Christian McCaffrey's back healthy. They drafted a Quan Yu on the offensive line, so maybe uh, more than five wins for them this season. He's Las Vegas, Chris. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We're going to talk food coming up. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Two things I love. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined in studio by Las Vegas Chris, who I have heard, and you can tell me if this is correct, is a pizza aficionado. Snob. I'm a snob. A pizza snob. I'm a pizza snob. Now, let me preface this segment by saying that I have worked in a pizzeria for 17, 18 years of my life. I've managed stores. I've done everything you can do inside of a pizzeria, making pies, cooking, manage, deliveries, everything. So I consider myself maybe a little bit of a pizza snob. Uh, Your favorite style of pizza is what? Detroit-style pizza, of course. Okay. I've never heard of Detroit-style pizza until I moved to Las Vegas and local places are selling Detroit-style pizza. To me, it is a Sicilian pie. What is the difference between a Sicilian square pie and a Detroit-style pizza? Is it just buttering the side of the pan? You not only have to have a special pan, okay, but you have to have special cheese and special crust. And instead of a deep dish like that is all dough, it kind of puffs up a little bit and it's crunchy so you get crispy Mm -hmm. crunchy crust with every bite not like this thick dough that's like just you know filling your tub your tummy with like you know nonsense it's interesting i've had it from a couple places out here and i've enjoyed it then again i'm a a sicilian guy i like the square pie that's just what i go for Uh, We got a pie here from a local spot here in downtown Las Vegas. You want to take a look at this pizza? Uh, Upon looks, this thing's maybe a 5 out of 10. Uh, It's not the the best looking. The crust is too high for me. But again, I'm a New Yorker, so New York-style pizza is where I'm at, thin and crispy. This doesn't look like it's going to be crispy. Let me ask you something. Yes. 
And I'm going I'm to give myself a slice, and then you can take yours. Explain to me mm-hmm. why tomato sauce belongs on a pizza. As opposed to... But just in general, why is tomato sauce on a pizza? Why is tomato sauce on a pizza? I can't answer that. It's just the ingredients. And in, well, you said, listen, I've I've made pizza with vodka sauce. I've made pizza with just um, just cheese, and and you make a, a white slice. You make a white pie. You can do anything. Tomato sauce is pizza sauce is just the. Uh, the, the, the basic, basic style. But if you look up the history of tomato sauce, tomato sauce has a history of only being there to camouflage rancid meats mm. and, slice, sir. And, uh, and to camouflage things that don't taste well or they're bland. Okay? But cheese on dough tastes great. <laughs> okay. but, but what are the two worst things... About pizza? Just think. Off the top of your head, what are the okay. two things that annoy you the most about pizza? Uh, reheatability. For me. Depends. You have to reheat a certain way. Um, and uh, there's really nothing else. Uh, do you dislike when you burn the roof of your mouth or your tongue? Oh, that's an amateur move. Burning the roof of your mouth. Okay, but kidding me? Do you dislike that? Who does that? That's horrible. Yeah, everyone dislikes that. Hey, but why does that happen? Because the cheese is too hot. No, it's because the tomato sauce is too hot. Ah, you do see you that. dislike? Yeah, good job out of you. Do you dislike when all the items come off of your pizza when you bite into them and yeah. s- just slide up? Sure. Yeah. That's bad. Do you think that happens on a pizza without tomato sauce? No. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. So why do you have tomato sauce on a pizza when you can have the sauce off to the side, and if you like the tomato sauce, you can dip it in? It's interesting. Well, one of my my favorite pie is, uh, we call it a grandma pie. It's a thin, crispy, square Sicilian pie. And it's made, you know, with dough, olive oil, your salt, your, your, your salt, pepper, oregano, all that stuff, and layer fresh mozzarella. Right on the dough. You'll bake it. You'll cook it, right? And then you'll take it out halfway through and just dab the marinara sauce in spots along the pie. Then put it back in. Comes out. Get your Parmesan cheese, all that stuff on top. Delicious. Not too saucy. The sauce usually stays in little clumps all over the pie. And it's a nice and thin crispy. The sauce doesn't overpower the, the, the cheese and everything, making it still crispy as opposed to being, you know, kind of, soggy and floppy like this one i'm gonna actually taste this now we're not stealing a segment from a uh, different media outlet but uh we are doing a large a, a taste here what do you make of those pizza reviews by the way full disclosure mm-hmm. a detroit style pizza has a mountain of tomato sauce on the top of it yeah and not i do not endorse that. personally a detroit style pizza with that tomato sauce all over it. And in fact, the way I was introduced to pizza without tomato sauce is because Buddy's Pizza in Detroit, which is famous. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Buddy's Pizza. Trust Buddy's, me. okay. They put so much tomato sauce on it, I finally ordered one without sauce. And it was so, so freaking good. I could not have pizza with tomato sauce going forward. It was wow. just like heaven. Because, and the reason why is 
You never burn the roof of your mouth. The items don't slide off the pizza. Uh, and uh, uh, what was the other reason? Uh, I forget the other reason. Uh, Stays crispy. It's crispy, and I lost my train of thought. Dang it. Well, let me tell you about this pie. I'm not a fan. No, this is. Um, it, there is so much oil on this. And it's and over seasoned. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yep. They loaded up on the oregano, oregano. on this thing. Yep. For what reason? I Look, I like the Parmesan cheese. You put it on top. But, like, why Why the oregano all over? It's almost like they're masking the taste of their pizza. But that's what t- but regular pizza places do with their tomato sauce. Trust me. Order your pizzas without tomato sauce mm-hmm. so you can taste your items. The tomato sauce camouflages the items that you're ordering. Now, if you are one of these boring guys that just likes plain <laughs> cheese pizzas, okay, have your pizza and tomato sauce. But And here's the other secret. All your items have to be on top of the cheese. Trust okay. me, you don't want pepperoni under, underneath the cheese. You don't want anything underneath the cheese. Mm-hmm. You want your stuff crispy because it brings out the flavors. What is your, what's your go-to topping, your favorite pizza topping? You know what? I just like the uh, the meat toppings, the Italian uh, sausage, the pepperoni on top. Everything just has to be crispy. Bacon, the, and, but anything. The meatball. It's fine. And, but but this you have to have the meatballs where they're sliced. Yeah, sliced I meatballs on top. Yeah, you of, don't want a ball. No, you don't want you don't. And, and the, some people do like like sausage chunks, like they do with the meatballs. I don't know. It's got to be sliced. Sliced meatball on top of it. And you can do that with the Italian sausage. Too. Absolutely. Well, actually, with the Italian sausage, a lot of people prefer the uh, 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 loose as, as opposed to the rope sausage cut. And the other go-to secret is uh, fennel seeds. Sprinkle some fennel on your uh, pizza. And- See, I'm not a, you know, some people do, you like the sesame seed crust when, when, when they put sesame seeds on the crust? I haven't tried that really. It's a lot of, a lot of places by back, back east are doing that. I'm a know? sesame seed fan, yeah, so I think I would crust. like it. But fennel is... A little is- olive oil on the crust, sprinkle the sesame seeds, put it back in the oven. And the, and the thing here, this is, I mean... This is... This is... We cannot yeah. endorse them, is I what can't, we're saying. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is, you're hungry, you're going to eat it. Because keep in mind, pizza's great. I'll, I'll eat any type of pizza. I'll eat any fast food hey, pizza, I'll eat any pizza. I just got home from my college party, and, and this fits the bill. Yes. Yes, it does. But this would not be where I would take you uh, to go eat pizza. No. You know what? You deserve better than this. We got to get a nice <laughs> Detroit-style pizza in here, and trust me, you're going to really like it. I've had it before, and it's not bad. But then it, I told you, but I'm a Sicilian square Yeah, but was it guy. riddled with tomato sauce? It had layers. It had, like, chunks layers. of tomato sauce on it. Okay. Like, lines. It had lines of tomato sauce diagonally across the top of the pie, which I thought aesthetically looked very nice. What about <laughs> the crust, though? It's different from a deep dish where you get a crunch to it, was, it instead it was, of a it doughy was, It was bite. airy. It was airy. Right. Yes. It was very airy, uh, light, which I did enjoy. All right, well, let's get back into the sports betting discussion. This isn't uh, the Vegas Pizza Network. This is the Vegas Stats <laughs> Information Network. He's Las Vegas Chris. Hit him up on Twitter, we'll at Las Vegas anything. Chris. Uh, no H-C-R-I-S. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Tweet at me, at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We're going to talk about something you told me during the break about uh, just the process when it comes to making these bets. And I uh, want to talk a little about your YouTube page as well, what you've been doing on that. This is The Look Ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network.
This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sport. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare sports betting network The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN Daily Best Bets, including Adam Burke's Daily MLB Best Bets, NFL Preseason Coverage, Premium Articles on Golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VSIN experience, which features Daily Best Bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through. July 31st, sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here. This is The Look Ahead on vcin. Joined in studio with Las Vegas Chris. And uh, we're not fans of this pizza. No. Uh, next time you come in, we'll have to try a different spot. Yeah. That's what we'll do. We'll just pick a different spot. It's not working for a, me. A, every time. And, uh, I mean, I, I swallowed my slice because I, I was just very hungry. You know, the, I ate earlier today, did a little Father's Day special uh, with my father and my brother at, uh, at my brother's house. And, Swam in the pool, and it was a very chilly day today. It was like 80-something degrees. It wasn't that hot out. It was cold. Yeah. I mean, when it gets below 90 here, I mean, you Look really at me. I'm a, Las, I'm a Las Vegas local now. I'm complaining. Yeah. It's 88 degrees, and I'm cold. I mean, I have been transitioned to a Las Vegas local. I drive a convertible, so, you know, as long as it's under 110, I'm okay. But well, today was, must have been a beautiful day for you, then. Yeah, when it gets below 90, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, with... um. The legalization of sports betting, obviously widespread. It's almost all over the country now. And you're starting to see different media outlets come up with, you know, their their home content and the sports books certainly have their content. Uh, what's your take on all of this? This the gambling Twitter blowing up. You know, there's 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 two different sides of gambling Twitter, I like to say. There's the people that are the, you know, uh, hey, 1,500 retweets and I'll give you my play of the day. Uh, and then there's the content creators that claim to not be handicappers but are still giving out picks every single day. And then when they lose, it's like, listen, I'm a content creator. I'm not a handicapper. So I think it's just hilarious when it comes to both sides of this. There's are, there are good and there are bad with gambling Twitter. But for someone like yourself that does this for a living, what do you make of all of the explosion here of, and the mainstreamness, if that's a word, of uh, sports betting? I, I think just everybody needs to be cautious with who they're following. There, there's a lot of fraudulent people on Twitter that can create their following, so to speak. So if you look at them, they may you know, be followed supposedly by 10 or 20 or 30,000 people, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're fake. Uh, 
you know, you just have to do your own due diligence because it's a buyer beware market with who you're going to follow. Don't get me wrong, okay? There's a lot of great free content providers. Yes. Okay? There are great paid content providers. Mm-hmm. There are, are also fraudulent phony balonies in those categories. You know, it's up to you, the consumer, to figure out what is real and what is Memorex, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it, it, what really bothers me actually the most about what's going on is from the sports books themselves, where you might spend $15 million or $20 million to get a, a promotional person that everybody can recognize to represent your company but you won't take a $100 bet. Mm-hmm. And you may represent yourself in one way, and, and you're a fraud because you're not, okay? And I think what I'd love to see is for a uniformity sort of solution where when you log into your account, you know how much you can bet on that whatever you want to bet, mm. Okay. I don't care if you only want to give me $100, but don't sit there and give me a blank option and you can't confirm $1. Like for me, I tried to confirm $200 futures last week. One was counter-offered with, we'll only give you $98.50. Because <laughs> that's just some algorithm just right. spitting that back. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll take the $98.50. <laughs> The other one declined, rejected. Mm. So I tried for 80, tried for 70 or 70, tried for 50, okay. tried for 20, mm. tried for 15. Obviously, I'm just doing this to see how low I can go at yeah. this point. I go down to 10, 5, 2, $1, rejected. Mm. Are you kidding me? I mean, this does not serve our industry with any sort of respect. Just tell me I can have $100, okay? Yeah. You know, you don't have to give me $500. Don't sit there and tell me that you're the end-all to end-all and the place to place a wager when you can't even sit there and tell me I can have $100 as a limit. Mm-hmm. You can't even have the balls to say, okay, we guarantee you a $100 bet. When we know a $100 bet is actually very small. Okay, I'm not asking for high aspirations of expectations, but a nickel would be nice and should be the standard. But you guys can't even give me a hundred dollars guaranteed yeah. on every single thing you offer. Which is why I mean, you got to respect guys like down there, like Metcalf and and yeah. and, and, and them who who you know will tell you, hey, we're these are our limits. We're taking one thousand, three thousand, you know, five thousand, whatever it is. Um, they do a great job of of displaying that. You go right on the Circa app, you find the. They'll tell you the limits right there. I you know love exactly it. what you can bet and what you what you cannot bet. Uh, I know you're doing a YouTube channel as well. What do you got going on there? You know what? I'm doing a YouTube channel with the various people. Uh, my friend Ron, uh, which I've known for uh, Ron, from Ron A Sports, uh, I've known for over a decade, and I'm doing it with Ted Sobel, which works for uh, Sports USA. For the, he does the uh, the uh, the in game shows, intermission shows for NHL and NFL mm-hmm. over the last twenty years. And I've had a few guest hosts, and it's completely free. We immediately get into the content. We don't promote anything. We're just providing content. 
regular NFL content, okay? And that's and the reason why why we're doing it is because it helps us. Talking we don't about. give a crap. Yeah about anything else. We're not trying to sell anything. We're just providing NFL content. And let me tell you something. Some of this stuff, when we're talking about Pythag theories, we've done two videos just on Pythag mm. alone. Okay, Interesting. Uh, We're doing original content that you're not finding elsewhere. And you know what? Uh, it, it, it's not completely professional. We're just bumbling along, but we, we provide some great information. That's solid. Um, in, in where, where can you check that out? Just yeah, Vegas it's my Chris. my YouTube channel, yeah. Las Vegas Chris. Uh, you know, it, it, we're we're providing at least one video, if not two videos a week, uh, for free, and we're just loving it. And we're welcome comments and suggestions. How uh, how invested are you in the futures market? Are you a big futures guy? I wasn't a good futures guy because I spent my summers in Thailand for three months a year for fifteen years straight. But because of these uh, COVID restrictions, I've realized, well, okay, now I have to look at this. And here's the number one thing I recommend to everybody. If you cannot compartmentalize your futures Mm -hmm. from your weekly bets, then get the hell out of Dodge with futures. Great advice. Okay? Let me tell you something. I guarantee you 100%. Whatever futures you have are going to seep into your subconscious, Mm -hmm. if not your visibility, each and every week you are going to avoid or want to place wagers on teams that fit your future's narrative. You don't want that distraction. Trust me. You absolutely have to 100% compartmentalize your futures and say, I'm done with that. That this is a segment yeah. that is over and done with. I'm not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. I will look at these wagers week 14, week 15, and see if there's some hedging I need to do or or some options that are available to me. But they will never, ever affect any decision I make on a weekly wager. And 99.9% of bettors are unable to do that. It's a tremendous point. I mean, I've, I've fallen into it. I've bet on teams that I have futures on. You're not going to be able to do it's it. It's just because I'm like, I've listen, I obviously like this team enough that I have a future on them, so I obviously like them in this game, so I'm going to bet on them, but I could be on the wrong side of that because I'm just skewed by my like of the future bet that I put in prior to the season and needing them to win this game in order for me to hit that future. Um, that's, a, that's a great point. I think we can all uh, be a little bit more disciplined in, in that aspect. It's, Im- it's imperative. Mm-hmm. That whatever your perception of these teams going into the regular season, that you're able to pivot immediately mm. yep. on what you see, but also be able to not overreact to what you see. Yeah, recency bias. You don't yeah. want to become victim to it. There's two extremes you have to avoid. Yeah, 100%. Chris, this was fun, man. Yeah. we got to do this again with better pizza next time. Well, you can't. Well, it's going to be hard not to get better pizza. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do De- De- Detroit style, not a lot of sauce, because the sauce overpowers everything else. You'll burn the roof of your mouth. The toppings <laughs> will slide everywhere. <laughs> and so we'll avoid that. He's Las Vegas Chris. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v At Bet365. 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.